last episode of the 2019. Um, we hope y'all had a fantastic Christmas and please bear with us because we are both sick. We both have the suds. This is Iman, by the way. <laughs> and I'm Sabria, I guess. Yep. And we yeah, we both are sick, so it's gonna be some coughing. And I'm sorry. It's gonna be some sniffles. Um, I had the flu, which I just I didn't th- I know it sounds crazy. I didn't think it was possible for me to get it. Like, <laughs> I, I, no, I get it. We every year it. I dodge it. So I'm like, what you, when they said I had the flu, I felt it was like they said I had something like life threatening. I'm like, really? That's what the test said. And this shit really is terrible. Like, how niggas just get this every year? That's wild. Don't if you know you got the flu, stay the fuck home. Dead ass. Cause Dead I mean ass. I don't think I have the flu. I think I just got a cold. Yeah, we'll see. If it though. if it get worse, then I will go to the doctors. <laughs> um, but I just feel like I got a cold and like me being exhausted. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Me being exhausted. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. My I know I already sound like I'm eating a bag of shit, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god please don't start um but yes uh as promised this is going to be our best of the decades um show and we did our best like y'all have to understand like two we were sick as fuck like i realized about an hour ago that there was no way that i could get out of recording this podcast and i was just like you know what fuck it we go in as we are. People are going to appreciate it, and we're going to do our best. It just was so hard to remember, like, the decade, because this is thinking from 2010 to now. Like, it's so hard. And then I was getting tripped up thinking about all the changes we have gone through in these last 10 years. Then I start getting tripped up thinking about the next 10 years, like how we started this decade as teenagers Ending it in our late twenties. Next time we are talking, having this conversation, we're gonna be thirty-seven. God, <laughs> and that sounds like a fucking joke. What are we gonna learn? Like, what are we gonna learn? Hopefully, I stop putting up with bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like that we could absolutely have kids in the next ten years. We could absolutely have families. Like Ew. no, it's we're gonna be grown ups for real. And I'm like the lessons we about to learn about the oh my God. I just don't even want to talk about it, but I'm just uh let's talk about the it, last thing. It's funny because like the whole time you were thinking that me, I was thinking of damn like I love the nanny. I can't put that on my list. <laughs> wow. That's what you was thinking about. I was thinking about how I also was thinking about how why can't I rem- I like I can only remember stuff from the past two years. I know. It gets hard. Like, when you really start... I start thinking... When I start thinking about years, I have to chunk them together. Um, like, sorry. 2010 to 20... <laughs> I know you hate that word. 2010 to 2014 was college. 2014 and 2016, we was having a... We was kind of wilding out a little bit. Remember, we was going to the bars and stuff, like, every Thursday, every Friday. <laughs> I can't believe we did that. We was coming home at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Then shit started getting real around 2017-ish. <laughs> yeah. Adulthood was like, dang, dog. 
that's what shit start. You, you know the trauma you was running away from. Yeah, it's like it I'm right here, babe, and you're not gonna move on with your life until you address me. <laughs> that shit was wild. Wow, wow, wow. Also, before we get into the show, I just want to shout out a uh, Jameer from a uh, Black Millennials podcast. I sat down with him last week, and we had a fucking ball. Um, just Kiki and talking about all things Black, all things Millennial podcasters. So make sure y'all check that out and just show him some love because he's really hardworking. He's kind of like a, a Beyonce. He's got Beyonce energy. Like, he's and absolutely that's, that's a perfectionist. A a he's a machine. And as another person who has, like, a 9 to 5 in the podcast, I look at him and I'm just like, are you, what are you doing? Like, you don't smoke crack. You don't, <laughs> like, what is happening? So, yeah, shouts to him. Definitely check out the podcast. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it. So we got some topics that we uh, gathered from you guys. So thanks to everyone who sent us some suggestions about the things we should cover. Even if you sent us something from, like, two weeks ago, we compiled that and we had that, too. We also added some uh, subjects of our own. So the first topic is the best albums of the decade. Albums that changed our lives in the last 10 years. You. Um, so I'm going to go with, well, this is no particular order, but uh, Playboy Cardi, Dial It. I love the album so much. It brings me so much joy to listen to it. Mm. I think it's such a good album. Um, and I listen to it, like, backwards and forwards. Another album is Marina and the Diamonds, uh, Family Jewels. Um, I remember uh, finding, oh, sorry, the cops. But, um, of course. <laughs> but I remember seeing Marina um, on Tumblr and being obsessed with like her aesthetic, how she looked. Um, and I started listening to the album. That's the album I could listen to backwards and forwards. And I could listen to like the remixes. And usually I don't like remixes of songs. Um, another album is... Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded, Deluxe Edition. <laughs> wow, you I like li- that one? <laughs> yeah, That's I can listen to that backwards and forwards. Also, like, I love how chaotic it is. And one of my favorite Nicki Minaj songs ever, ever, is so underrated, is Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I love that song. I was just going to so, say Pills and Potion for some reason. I love that song, too. But I, no, I love I Marilyn Monroe song. so much. It's so overdramatic. <laughs> I love that song. Another album, I mean, the last album is... Self-titled, mm-hmm. only because of the the um, the iconery surrounding it, like how it just like dropped out of nowhere, and how I forget a lot of stuff, but I remember exactly, exactly. where I was. I was just about to say and exactly that. what happened. In the last ten years, there's so much we can't remember, but we can absolutely remember where we were, what we were doing, what we were thinking, and what first songs we listened to, and the the feeling we felt when we realized there were videos accompanying everything. Mm-hmm. So, like that says something. Like she left her mark on the decade for sure with that one. Um, that was on my list too, so I won't talk about it because you just did. Um, the first one is like so weird, but Teenage Dream by Katy Perry. That's such a good um, one. That was like honestly the soundtrack of my eighteen, my year eighteen. When did it come out? Twenty ten. Okay, I know because I went. I went to that tour. Yeah, so that that was definitely the soundtrack of my year twenty ten. It was like from beginning to end, and like that was the like I thought that album was going to make me a Katy Perry fan for life. But after that, I really didn't really fuck with any of her music. But that's okay, because <laughs> that album was enough. 
Um, it was dope. Control by SZA. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely changed my life. It was, like, something I've never heard of before. I think that if I could compare it to anything, it's probably how people felt when, like, Lauryn Hill came out with, True. you know. I definitely see that. Yes, with her album and just seeing this, like, this black woman be so raw and real about just being imperfect, yet we see her as so perfect. It's, it's just something so lovable about that. Mm-hmm. Four by Beyonce, because that's the first album she uh, created without the Matthews touch, and it was mm-hmm. so different. And a lot of people wasn't fucking with it, but that's that album is so good to me. Yeah, it's not a bad album. No. Seat at the Table, because again, like Control, True. it gave us something we never experienced before. None of us were expecting it. It's just like, I think Solange put her body in soul into that album um auntie yes body and soul into that album yes. and while we wait by kalani but i did not that I, that one snuck up on me i didn't think that i would need the album so much it, that but, is a good album oh also. my god and as a person who, who is very sensitive but i'm just coming to grips with it that is the sensitive girls album mm-hmm. like I'm sensitive and I'm strong and I like to feel and I'm like very in touch with how I feel. And that album gave me so many feels. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Um, the next one is movies. So the top movies of the decade. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Get Out. I got that on my list. Um, <laughs> that movie was so good. Like I remember like going to the movie theaters and seeing it and like, jumping and just like I am obsessed with like the gag like in like <laughs> movies and that like in a long while I have not seen a gag in a movie like that. Well what about the trailer? Like remember when yeah, the, trailer the trailer came out we all were so excited. Yeah. It was We was like what the fuck is this? Who I haven't got excited about a movie trailer since I was so excited to see that movie. Oh excuse me. That movie was crazy as shit. Um Heredity, because yes. oh my at god! First, when I first watched it, I didn't understand, and I watched it again, and I was like, "Wait, I'm like kind of obsessed with this movie." Um, that movie was so good because it like made me uncomfortable. Also, I love a good screaming match scene. Um, with like a dysfunctional family. That's like oh, one yes. of my favorite things in a movie. I am your mother. Tony <laughs> um, Collette fucking did that. She really did. She's such a great actress. Um, another movie is, I have five on this list because it was hard. Um, Room. Uh, Oh my God. Room is such a good fucking movie. Like, I have not, because I'm, it's so weird because, like, I love film and, like, that's what I eventually want to do. But, like, I feel like some people, like, with film, they, like, are, the dialogue is just so, like, lackluster and like I know I always make fun of like poetry whatever but like some of the dialogue does not sound poetic and like room a lot of the dialogue sound poetic it was very real it was very raw and it was just like I also I always wonder about you saw room right of course yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, why I'm being so quiet because I that, remember what I felt I you know it's I always well not always think about it. I never thought about how that would affect somebody that like you get kidnapped all these years and then you're let out into the world. And, like, it was so... I feel like it was so realistic because all of the traumas that everything was so subtle. It wasn't, like, big, dramatic movements where it was just like, oh, I can't believe that. It was just everything was just so subtle. And you could see Brie Larson, like, taking everything in. 
and like trying um and then being angry and trying to um like she was angry but also like trying to heal like quickly like make yeah. everything like you know make this hurry up and like even her like getting i think that was so good like in the movie to put like her getting angry cuz her son was in touch with technology but like the kids this age that I feel like they just come out the womb just liking technology yeah, more. Yeah, so to see him yeah. go, for, go go to that, it's like, what the hell? Yeah, she was, like, angry because she thought that would, like, make him weird. But it's like, no, this, he's actually adapting just like, a, you know, a kid his age would. Um, also, never forget the scene when the first time he saw the sky. Oh, my God. Instantly, I, I started crying. <laughs> first of all, That I, was so fucking beautiful. I was, like, I, I'm such a control freak, right? It hasn't been a while. It has. It's been such a long time where a movie has given me anxiety. To the one time a movie gave me so much anxiety, I cut that shit off and went on Wikipedia. I said I can't watch this. I can't. <laughs> and I was. It, it was some movie about robbers in a house. It really wasn't even that big of a deal. But it was like I was like I couldn't sit down in my chair. And Room did that same thing to me. Where I didn't know if it would work or not. And I like I just was like Iman. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. Like calm down. But when he was trying to escape and when he he, you know, looked up at the sky, and I just was like, oh, my God. I was crying so Me fucking too. hard. Me they too. did. They snapped with that That one. was so beautiful because he had never seen the sky they before. They fucking snapped, okay? They did. I love that movie, and that movie made, like, me be like, okay, I need to, I don't want to do. I, so many stories I to be told. The, I, I definitely need to get back into uh, writing. Um, did I say Spring Breakers? No, I fucking hate oh, yeah. that movie. I, so, I, the thing I liked about Spring Breaker, but the thing is, um, Harmony Corrent, who wrote the movie, was saying that he, his Spring Break was not like that at all. He was, like, kind of like how we were, like, born, like, on Spring Break. He didn't do that. Yeah. Um, but I, the reason why I like the movie is because of the hype and stuff that was, like, around it and, like, the aesthetic and, like, just nobody really knew what it was about. And it drew in, because I saw that movie by myself when I lived in New York. Mm-hmm. So other people are thinking it's a certain, they're, like, thinking it's just, like, wild. I mean, it was a wild movie. Um, but they're thinking it's something else, like, I guess, um, like Project X. So they weren't familiar with <laughs> Harmony Corinne. And when I remember going to the theater and seeing it, Excuse me, and how weird the dialogue in the movie was, and how like repetitive a bunch of stuff was, and it just was like, is because he like comes from art film background. How it was people were like in the movie theater, like getting upset, and they're like, <laughs> and somebody said next to me was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny, and like on the lowest of keys, that's the kind of the director that I want to be. Is like you bring people that would normally not see your movies in, and then they're just totally fucked up by how the dialogue is and how you shot it and stuff like that. And like the only reason why I want to do something like that as a director is because sometimes you pull people in that would never um, go see the movie, but then you pull people in who are inspired by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, I did not resonate with any of the characters. Um, I would <laughs> never be around any yeah, of the people. The most per- the person I resonate probably the most would, would be Selena Gomez in the movie. <laughs> like when she said, "I want to go home," like that, <laughs> I was just like, I 
definitely um felt that. That but, movie reminded me of people I went to college with, and that's why I didn't like it. It's yeah, just like I, didn't the, go, I didn't go to The girls in class where you would be partnered up with them, and you'd be like, so did you read the assignment? And they'd be like, what? And I'm like, okay, you know what? So I got to fucking go. Yeah, see, I went to art school. I'm going to the shit out of her. Yeah, I, I didn't go to school with people like that, so... um it probably would annoy me too if I knew yeah they were just like unbass chip nails like all these <laughs> rings uh, yeah ropes and it's so wrist, funny like, because bracelets. like they really thought they was a shit but I'm like y'all are so dirty but I really liked that movie because it just was so bizarre and that really yeah, was so like that. bizarre that was so funny to me hearing somebody next to me say what the fuck is this <laughs> when it started getting like very weird um also. The last one I had to say is Moonlight. That oh, yes. movie, oh my God. Like, first of all, seeing a black person, when I went to film school, we barely watched any movies directed by black people. If we, if it was directed by a black person, obviously it was Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. And which Spike Lee is a great director, despite, you know, how he is as a person. He's a great director, but his director style is not very um it it didn't really resonate with me yeah. personally cuz that's not who I see myself as as a director writer but seeing moonlight i was like oh my gosh like this is the kind of stuff that i w- could see myself doing like how there's characters in there that barely have any dialogue but they the ones that say so much mm-hmm. um what's his name the one he, he Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. He wasn't in the film for that long, and he didn't have that much dialogue. But it's like you knew. I feel like you could just you knew a story. You didn't know a story. I do wish we could have gotten more closure on what happened to him, but I understand that that was probably intentional. Yeah, and like also just <coughs> seeing the characters like get older, um, and also the scene where, um. The young boy is, like, in the hallway yelling, and his mom is yelling at him, and it's just silence, and it's just, like, a score playing yeah. over them, and it's, like, the colors flashing. I was like, holy shit, like, a black director is doing this? Like, yeah. that is so fucking amazing, because, like, growing up and then, like, getting into film and then go being in film school, all the directors I looked up to that did, that their, um, like, stylistically were white. Um, or if, I mean... Um, very uh, well. He is a man directed it, but like uh, most of the directors I look up to stylistically are white, and then just seeing like a black director do stuff like that was just like so refreshing. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Love it. Um, mine first is Black Panther because I couldn't remember that. Like, remember how we felt when we saw yeah, Black Panther? Yeah, that was so crazy. I love the, uh, again, with the hype around it. Like, I love when stuff is like that. Like, I, I saw it four times, I think. Yeah, you saw it four. I saw it three. And just, like, seeing this fucking black, beautiful, again, things that we don't usually get to see the black version of. We, we enjoy, like, Spider-Man. We enjoy Captain America and Thor and Iron Man, all these things, because they are great, but it's nothing better than seeing it, like, with your own people. So I love that. Um, 
also on my list is Frozen. I did not expect to fuck with Frozen so much. I I, we talked so about much. this before, but when, like, movie. again, around 2016, 2017, which is when we saw it. That's not when it came out, but we saw it around that time. Yeah, because it came out in 2013. That's when we were really, really kind of understanding what it means to be an adult and shake off expectations, not just from society, but from your family, your parents, your employers, like those really, really hard mm-hmm. like things to shake off. So let it go to this day really rings true for me. Like I love it. Um and I gotta see Frozen too. Same. Also Girls Trip. Like it, is it one of my favorite movies? Oh yeah that was no, a, but it was such movie. a great movie and that movie put Essence Fest on the fucking mat. It did and Pe- also just seeing black women just enjoy themselves. Just enjoy themselves. And, and even the breakdown fun. And even the breakdown of the movie wasn't going wasn't the worst thing. Like you know how like in Soul Food and the Best Man, the breakdown be some shit where you like this is a disaster. Like, oh my fucking God, like somebody cheated on somebody or like it wasn't that bad so yeah and and it was just like it wasn't like a movie like um like black women like in being humiliated it just uh was like quirky like oh my god i peed on myself and hey having fun after a certain age like as i get older i need to i need to see women who are older than me still living their lives like i need to know like listen you ain't gotta just like stop having fun be this type of bitch just because you have kids or because you are 40 or because you have this type of job like you the good times can still roll mm-hmm. with your girlfriends it just may not be as often mm-hmm. so i love like i love that movie so much for that reason okay next one uh the top, top celebrity shocks of the um decade um this one was like kind of hard for me um I'm gonna say, what's up? I could not remember his name. The newscaster, is it Matt Lauer? Oh, Being yeah. a fucking pervert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the fucking, fucking um. Excuse <laughs> me, because that freaked me out. Because, um, like it's funny because even though I'm like into film and stuff, I like I knew Harvey Weinstein like of his name, but yeah, like me too. I wasn't that invested in him because I don't really like. I'm not, I don't really care about, like, big, like, movies like that. So I was like, oh, I see his name on, like, certain stuff that I watch, like, whatever. So I wasn't really familiar. But, like, Matt Lauer, that's a nigga that I fucking watched on TV. Like, see, I didn't watch I, him. I didn't know that it I, was, yeah. It, it, that's why it freaked me out because, like, that's, like, the the news that, like, my fucking dad would watch. Like, mm-hmm. this nigga was on my TV. And the fucking and, button he had. Yes, the yeah. button thing. I was just like, what yeah, the he, fuck? What, he, what did the button do? It, like, um, I think it uh, closed the door or something like that. Oh, God. That is just, it's just so unsettling. It makes you realize, like, who do I think I fuck with now as a normal nigga? But then if I get in a room with them, they might might be an absolute pervert, predator, crazy person. Like, you just don't know people. That was fucking crazy as shit. Um, Also, uh, for me, um, no, I'm not going to say this one. Um, Jay-Z cheating. That was very shocking. That was very shocking. Shocking to me, because I felt like he had got all that out of his system before they had, like, gotten, like, very serious, and I didn't realize all that, like, crazy Even to this day, it's hard for me to believe it. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, that's... put her through. I 
if even to this day, I sometimes I'd be like, oh, that was just a thing for the album, the storyline for the album, like um, Usher Confessions type thing. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like Beyonce wouldn't sell, like, she don't have to sell no lie. No, she really, really don't. So is that so like hard for me to believe? Also, um, Kanye was just losing his fucking shit. That's a hurt piece right there. That is, and you'd have told me at twenty in twenty ten that Kanye West was gonna be a fucking sellout. I'd have slapped the shit out you. He really not even just a sellout. He's a fucking correct talking about slavery was a choice. Him getting liposuction. But him, and, the, and even that, like that part, like for real, for real, I know Kanye regret that. Like, yeah, do I, I forgive him? No. But does he? I in my heart, I know he regret that. But yeah, I know the he shit does. he talking now with this religion stuff is is scarier. It is scary. It's very because I think scary. he means this. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's very scary. And also, like, I don't like even though like. You know, Kim is like whatever. I don't like that. I feel like now he's on this religious trip. Then he like, all right, policing you, her. Yeah, and it's like no, like you meet, um, you met me this way, and this, this is how I'ma be. And it's funny because in 2010 we loved the Kardashians. We really did. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, I used to really I, get into fights on Facebook. Me too. Oh. Any the thing is, I still want to res- to just like him from a distance. It's it's just you you just cannot. That's all I got to say. Just you too, just cannot. It's just way too much. Um, but was that? Do you have more on your list? Um, I was gonna say, I don't. I want to say Kalani and YG. That really surprised me. I feel like yeah, that really took you out. <laughs> that really took me out. Also, it's like annoyed the fuck out of me because like for some reason, like I know everybody. I like homophobic. Yeah. And, and I, they just don't see. And also, I liked her with the guy she was with. Not to say that that's the reason why people should stay together, just because we like them better. Yeah. But I'm just saying it made it. more sense. Yeah. And now I'm nervous. I'm like, are you taking a step backwards? And it scares me because I know I know what it's like to like the bad boy. I know what it's like, but not the YG type of bad boy. Like that's just, it's not how you think it's going to last. You fucking writing sonnets and shit, and this nigga just had his daughter holding up a bag of weed the other day. Like, you, that's not going to make, that, that don't make sense. You took the words out of my mouth, sister. Sorry, I really snapped on no, your shot. I, no, I, you said everything that I was, oh exactly. Oh, my goodness. Um, for me, the first is going to be the Solange and Jay-Z incident that happened in that elevator. You know, I do try to put that behind me, but that was some like, witnessing that, Witnessing Solange go absolutely apeshit, and while Beyonce just stood there that stoically, was, that was wild as fuck. And then when when the elevator opens and everything's fine, and Jay Z goes one way and Solange goes another way, and Beyonce has a choice to go with her husband or to go with Solange, and she decides to go with her sister. That told me everything I needed to know. And then in four forty four, having Jay Z confirm it, like Solange was correct, I egged her on. It just was like, oh, what the fuck did this nigga do? Like, oh, so this nigga was a scumbag in like twenty twenty eleven, and that was at the Met Gala. That was at the Met. Gala, but Beyonce's face while it all happened, he put her fucking through it. So sometimes I just look at Jay Z and I be like, "Don't talk to me." That's Period. all I feel. Like, 
Please don't ever look at me. Um, Whitney Houston passed away. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That happened this decade. We lost the voice. We lost Prince this decade. Um, yes. that Those... I mean, Whitney really, really took me out. And then, like, again, like, her daughter passing away, too. Nipsey Hussle passing. Like, the people we lost is just, like, I think about that sometimes, and it's just this eeriness surrounding it. I would never think that we would lose Prince. Not this decade. No, I didn't. In general, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, if Prince never passed away, I'm like, that makes sense. I never that makes expected that really threw me I wrong. feel like people who wear tunics like every day, they just be like that's un- really godly. Not, yeah, that's really not fair. That, that and I I remember I went to DC like right after he passed and they was playing his music and I just was like, oh my god, like I felt it in my soul. And, and that was around the time that Lemonade came out. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when he passed, when I was in college, and Twitter fucking went nuts. Twitter went insane. And of course, the Nipsey thing—that's just—that's still real fresh. We were out eating, and I never forget. You was like Iman, he died, and I knew exactly who you was talking about, and that was just insane to me. Like that was so fucked up. Um, and my last like shocking celebrity moment is actually my feelings about Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift at the beginning <laughs> of the day versus the end. That's wild. Oh my God. First of all, I love both of them. I was pissed off when Kanye West like got up and, and said what the fuck he said at the VMAs to Taylor Swift. Like I was really upset. But now I'm, I can't stand both their guts and I remember the exact moment for each one of them. Exactly. It was when Miley started acting like a, a asshole at the VMAs. And I know she was young. Because, like, looking back at it, thinking, like, okay, she was, like, 22. But she's still saying shit. I'm sorry. Like, at that age, I still wouldn't have been. And I thought it was dumb then. And we also, was the same like, age. I hate fucking, I hate when people, like, shake their bony-ass coochies. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when people get, get broken up with and they go crazy. Yeah, and, like, her coochie is so fucking bony. <laughs> My thing is, when you get broken up by your nigga, go fuck his barber, maybe. But you ain't got to, like, be acting all crazy televised. Like, come on. Have a seat somewhere. And Taylor Swift is just like, oh, God. I, I We ain't going to go down that road. I just don't have time. I just do not have time. <sighs> okay. Um, so the next one is going to be, ooh, this is taking long. The most inspiring moments of the decade. You got, did you get any? Yeah. And I was about to say mine is mostly the Knowles family. Um, number one, Beyonce's growth as an artist, like breaking away from Matthew Knowles and just like becoming like blossoming, 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 <laughs> <laughs> blossoming, cursing, um, being shaking her ass on top of cars, partition every just what well, I just thought that I would never live to see the day that she really went like because this is the same person who like nasty put some clothes on and now she is the nasty. <laughs> I that was needs thinking about that. On. It's funny because like that song nasty put some clothes on and then when she became a mom and she did partition and stuff, people was writing articles about her being a mom and having to respect herself and all that stuff That like is that. hilarious. So it's just like seeing her become who she wants, wanted to be. Like just sticking through that and like not letting it break her. Um, and that, I know that took a lot out of her to break from her dad because like, how old was she? Like she, I think she was like in her early 30s or something when she finally broke away from I him. I don't even think she was 30 just yet. She might have been like 28, 29. 
Yeah, finally breaking away from her dad. And look, me same. <laughs> I still have to walk away from my dad, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, another one is um, Solange being open yes. about, like, mental illness and, like, just being, like, you know, not just being perfect. No. Um, and also, like, how, um, like, how she wasn't, like, with her, like, you know, child's father mm-hmm. and stuff like that, just being, like, open about not being perfect. And I feel like Solange is truly a rock star. Seriously. And um, just, like, her presence is just, like, so inspiring. And seeing, again, her growth, too, throughout this decade. Um, also, another one is, I don't think I ever talked about this, but I forgot. It was, like, when I was out of college um somebody asked me to be um a part of like an art show and I was like so I was scared to do it obviously I didn't do it but there's somebody that like um like they really they like (laughs) took pictures for advice and all that stuff like that and like they asked me to be um a part of an art show and I only had like one thing that I did and that was like inspiring because I'm like wow like you see that I did this one thing that you believe that I can do other great things. I'm like, that's very inspiring when I look back at it. Nice. Um, and along with that, um, just being recognized by talented people, um, like people that I think that are so great and talented and artistic and then them, you know, giving me kudos for stuff that I've done. That's very inspiring. No, seriously. Um, and for me, it was when we marched, uh, for, um, Mike Brown, um, it was really terrible that we had to march for Mike Brown, for Mike Brown. Yeah. But I was proud of us for being so young and we were going to like rallies and meetings, marching in the rain and the people we met at those marches, we still fuck with them to this Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. and they're still doing the work. They're still change makers. Yep. And I just remember, like, we were fucking, like, 22, 23 in front of police officers. Like, who do you serve? Who do you protect? And, like, knowing damn well, if shit go left, we going to get arrested and oh well. And, mm-hmm. like, that's it's just we, we really walked in the rain. And, like, the thing is, that's not the only way to protest. And I feel like since since we've been podcasting we use our voices differently now but i think it's just nice we kind of always been like rebel rousers like we always wanted to make sure that the the people weren't being taken advantage of mm-hmm. and to kind of get the ball rolling so like just so aggressively i'm just i was proud to be a part of that i was proud of the whole entire black lives matter movement this decade i love seeing so many black people risk so much um because even with them risking as much as they did it's still they didn't they a were not trayvon martin they were not mike brown and we don't have we don't lose as much as our ancestors did at the time of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. So I was proud of people for recognizing that and being like, listen, we have no choice but to stand up right now. Um, 
Another great thing that came from this decade are pe- like a lot of like young environmentalists and just activists that really, really um, inspire me, make me think like, oh, my God, the youth really is going to be OK. Like Little Miss Flint, um, that the Greta Thunberg is her name, uh, Emma Gonzalez, like people like these kids are surviving shootings and, st- and getting up like cursing fucking the president and everybody else <laughs> out. Giving a fuck. And they I are cursing it. the president out. Like, and they are black, they are all, and they don't want attention, they want change. Period. They don't want attention, they want change. So, I really love that. And I love that uh, influencers uh, have really inspired me this decade. Like, at the beginning of this decade, the the people who held the influence were celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like, celebrities and billboards and commercials. And then there's been, like, this crazy shift where now a 14-year-old with a YouTube channel could have as much power as Beyonce mm-hmm. just because of how many people that they had following them. And I really think that that's how influence should work. You should let the people decide who inspired them mm-hmm. and then let those people then distribute the messages. Like, it shouldn't be, oh, well, this this woman fits the, the mold that we want, therefore she's it. But there are literally... <laughs> People who would have never been the face of organizations before. There are plus size people. There are dark skinned people. There are people who are who are deaf, who are in wheelchairs, who mm-hmm. are now saying, "No, I'm the face of this movement, and I get to be on L'Oreal, mm-hmm. or I get to run this makeup campaign." So I'm really inspired by that, and in a way, it makes us all feel like we can kind of do something with our future. Mm-hmm. So I fuck with that very heavily. Uh, next on the list is internet moments of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I love um Facebook memes. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's um <laughs> like a top. First of all, it's funny because like whenever I try to go look for them, I don't find them. But like sometimes they just like pop up, and I'm like, who? I just want to know. What the fuck do people be thinking when they make these fucking Facebook memes? <laughs> who are these people? Why are they on Facebook? Like, who are... I just want to know, like, it's... Oh, my God. <laughs> so funny. Remember um, Facebook fan pages when you used to, oh, like... Oh, yeah. It, I, oh, my God. Speaking of that, this should be on my list. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> all right, this will be on my list. So, I made a Facebook fan page for Wendy Williams Wigs. <laughs> it's called Wendy Williams Wigs. So I was clever, and I, and I put on there like this is not Wendy Williams, like this is just a fan <laughs> page. I mean, I every now and then I'm probably getting messages now. I'll get messages from older people. One, some people would be like, you know, like I'm a cancer survivor. I'm looking for wigs. Like, is there any like, are you doing a giveaway? Like, um, would you like donate me a wig or whatever? And then some people will get angry at me for not replying, and they'll be like, um, this is no way to treat your fans, Miss Williams. Like, <laughs> how dare you like ignoring like not you know, Miss Williams? Yeah, they're Woo! like. You're ignoring, like, your fans. Like, I just think it's so rude. Or they'll be like, I saw what you said today about um, Prince Harry or somebody, like, on the show. And they'll be like, I just think that was so rude. Like, why would you say that or whatever like that? And I'm just like, (laughs) y'all really don't read? Seek help. Yeah, like. And more importantly, why would my wig page be the fucking, the (laughs) 
<laughs> this is not the platform. I literally like, just made a fan page because at the moment, Wendy Williams had the best wigs. Hard to believe, but... Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and and the, sometimes, looking at some of your girls, she still do. <laughs> Honestly, for real, for real. Wendy Williams wigs be on point. Um, also, never see no lace. Is Never. Um, and, and she don't need all that baby hair to over the And guess what? Y'all don't need the baby hair either. Don't I know this is about myself. Take that out of twenty twenty. Don't I know? See, my only problem is I just need smaller braids because I have a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, don't. But oh. I have a lot of hair, so if that's why when people try to like clock me or something, it's like because I have a lot of hair. Okay, mm-hmm. one, let's get that out the way. Two, I don't like all that baby hair shit. That's why I noticed about me doing my wigs. It should be looking like snot around your edges. Sometimes, if I do, if a wig comes with baby hair on it, I'll cut it off. I don't like that shit. Or like how Beyonce wig had baby hair on it. It's like that grown woman baby hair. Yeah. Where it's just like, all right, you know, you can do a little bit, but all that, all those swoops and dupes and dips, like y'all need to know. Well, get it looks a mess, and it be starting in the middle of your forehead. You look like fucking Chewbacca. Like it's just (laughs) insane. I don't like it. Anyway, um, another uh moment is um being dragged on Tumblr multiple times. Um, <laughs> I have been dragged from... And it's funny because, like, I don't even be doing nothing. It's just, like, in the beginning, like, I would say something incorrectly. And instead of people, like, correcting me, like, and being like, hey, like, you know, you said this. Like, it could be they would just exert to, like, let's fucking get this bitch. I've had... <laughs> I've had four blogs, I think, <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I've had four blogs, and people um, still have messaged me saying stuff um, like, um, like, or message other people like, "What happened?" Because my first, my first blog name was Brie Vagabond because I was obsessed with, for some fucking reason, with people who were like basically homeless travelers. That's what a vagabond is. I was not a homeless traveler. Um, <laughs> But I thought I was since I lived in New York. But <laughs> Brie Vagabond was my name. Then it was I Stole from Mark Jacobs, which was inspired by Winona Ryder because when Winona Ryder got busted in Sex Fifth Avenue for stealing, she stole from she was stealing Mark Jacobs. Yeah, which cool. we I still wanna know about that, but Um <laughs> Was it drugs? No, she was stealing clothes. Why? Was she, she on pro- drugs? Oh, you said for drugs? Was she on drugs? Yeah, she was on drugs. Oh, okay. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. I love Winona Ryder. Yeah, she, okay. was stole, she stole from Mark Jacobs, and then she was in a campaign for Mark Jacobs. Well, you know what? I love it. Her and Naomi Campbell, they do crime so well. <laughs> I love it. I wish I could so, do crime like that. <laughs> so that was my other name. And then it was um, Frank FM, which I'm everywhere. Um, but I have been dragged. I have been chased off the internet multiple <laughs> times. And I still would keep on coming coming back. And I just think it was so hilarious. Like, I literally would just, like, I literally just would want to have, like, fun. And, like, as soon as I would, like, say something that would, like, you know, be interpreted. Like, I'll never forget me being dragged the night that the Anaconda video came out. Um, Because I was, like, I made a post and I was pretending to be a feminist, like, a, a a women's history teacher, feminist teacher, <laughs> something like that. And I was saying, like, the banana was, like, um, like representing, like, 
the patriarch saying you know the, the patriarch and people were like oh my gosh like she's being transphobic and i was like well i literally was making fun of these people like i was making a post like making fun of and i think did i delete that night no i think i just like stopped like i just like disappeared for a while but i just but and it's crazy yeah, the lead like, tail. i had to leave town until everything cooled off and it's crazy because like every time i think of like the anaconda the song anaconda or like i've watched the video i think of that night that i was straight i picture uh, you like getting on a motorcycle you like so long you I, guys just, are ungrateful. At that, I wasn't even upset i just was at that point i just was like all right i'm gonna just let y'all say whatever y'all want in the comments and i'm just bounce and i didn't get it back then like you'd be telling me i'm like who the fuck care they weirdos you like no you don't get it it's a lot of these <laughs> it was a lot of them and i had a lot of followers mm-hmm. so and a lot of and, and i can get it now well when i kind of got chased off after that one time that one comment with my cyrus but again it wasn't chased off it's like i just don't got fucking time for this shit yeah that's how every after i started getting dragged after that i was like i don't got time for this but now like if somebody tried to drag me i'm like fucking like here's an application to target like who gives a fuck um what's another internet thing i was thinking of something and i just was like um oh my god oh my (laughs) yo so i made a tweet about how um like android like cameras look like um what the fuck i don't even remember what i said what the fuck did i say surveillance yeah i said yeah it looked like surveillance footage uh that's the thing this is why it's useless to drag me on the internet or something because one literally not even joking, 100% of the time, not even 99, I forget what I say. <laughs> Most of the things I say, if not all, are mindless or they're what I'm thinking at the moment, and I never look back at it. <laughs> That's why, I like, when people, like, pin their pin tweet is, like, a popular tweet that they had, I'm just like, why do you care what you said and how much? First of all, one thing about me is I fucking hate notifications, Mm-hmm. I hate notifications. Anybody knows me, I fucking hate notifications. They drive me crazy. And I just want to talk to my friends. Like, when all that shit is going on and I can't see my friends, it makes me angry. <laughs> so, I don't give a fuck. So, anyway, I made the tweet about androids looking like surveillance footage. Did not <laughs> expect it to get that out of hand where, like, people, like, mean bloggers, like, was screenshot and then, like, posting it and it was getting all this stuff. This one person i forgot what they oh they said in the comments like let's here's her instagram like attack her or something like that and we found his ass right yeah so they um iman and other people found him and they started cyberbullying <laughs> he said he was trying to get all when i tell you it was like 300 it was a lot i don't know what fucking big number it was a lot of people and the thing is if they would have listened to him it would have been a lot of people attacking me so my friends found this person and they started attacking him he fucking in my invest crying like can you please take that post down like people have been calling me gay all day (laughs) No, I told him he smelled like something. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, how do I know how you smell? I'm like, first of all, nobody. I'm like, I don't know who was saying that, but I don't like nobody. Nobody, would, you know, would, yeah, would like say like, oh, you're gay. Like, as first of all, if that's what breaks you, like, anyway, um, that was just hilarious to me because he really tried to get all those people to sign. He said, here's her Instagram. Go get her. Go get her. Unleash just the to get got. To get fucking guy. I was like, listen, my favorite Rihanna tweet, and this is 
every tongue that rise against me shall fail. <laughs> and I feel that. I really feel that. That is hilarious. Um, my favorite internet moments, like, I was big on Vine when it came out. Like, I would, I would be able to go to yes, sleep I because re- of Vine. Yes, I remember that. The reason why I got into Vine is because of you and Lenny. <laughs> Vine is my shit. So... One time, there was this beef going on between Tokyo Vanity and Melvin. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? I remember you had me looking. I remember you told me to download Vibe because of that. This was the fucking beef of the century, y'all. Like, I really can't even explain it. But this nigga, this happened to me all the time, right? It would be niggas who's not, who are not that funny, but they would try to come for me because I was, like, not skinny or not conventionally attractive or whatever. And they tried to do the same thing to Tokyo. So it was all these quote-unquote corny niggas but they had a lot of followers i guess they thought that they was going to get tokyo out of here tokyo one by one balled these niggas to fuck up and it was so good to see it like i love to see it and the funniest thing was every time tokyo <laughs> came for him she would be like melvin bitch <laughs> melvin bitch and i was like crying like i love I love when big girls can bust. Like, I love it. Like, that one big girl in class where wouldn't nobody dare say shit about her because you know she would get you the fuck out of here. And I love people who just walk through life with people fearing them. I love that. She I was love grinding that. the fuck up. She was grinding up. It was later uncovered that she was problematic. But you know what? She won that. <laughs> she won that Vine argument. Um, that was iconic. Yes. And next, uh, first I'll put the Sierra and Rihanna beef. <laughs> oh, no. <But. laughs> that shit was so funny because I fucking, I did not use Twitter back then, but I fucking logged Ooh. in to see that shit. Where Sierra said, I'll meet, no, when when Rihanna said, damn, see, did I forget to tip you? Because Sierra <laughs> said something about Rihanna outfit on Fashion Police. And Sierra pretty much said something like real, like mean girl, like, listen, I'll see you on any stage or any dance floor. And Rihanna <laughs> said, good luck booking that stage you speak of. And I was like, when I that's when I knew Rihanna was different. Like, she was like a mean island Pisces woman. Like, they just, their words be hitting different. So I'm like, Rihanna's just a nasty bitch. I love it. Like, that was Actually, just problematic Rihanna years on the internet. I'm be honest, they were so wholesome. It was everybody was glued <laughs> that to her Instagram. So we wanted on, to know what she, was, what she was going to post next, what she's going to say next, who was she going to get smart with next, and I really, really just lived for that. Like when when fucking Chris Brown lied and said he was going to the store and showed up at the <laughs> basketball game with her. When he was with Karuchi, like it was just so much drama, sweeter than a rice cake. Karuchi, Rihanna making that picture that she said looked like Karuchi as her. If you ever look at Rihanna's uh, Abby and wonder what the fuck is this stick person, that was her saying what Karuchi looks like to her. Just a plain face. So, <laughs> and then fans started to remix it and like put hills on it. Then she started a beef with fucking Tiana Taylor. And then she put her net worth as her um her banner. On yes. Her, um, oh on my god. Oh my goodness. It's just she's just so nasty. <laughs> and like she had her stylist with a wig on and some like big Jordans. <laughs> and she's like, what <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh wow 
why would that had a big ass Jordans on it with that wig that was, that was tiny Taylor? You remember how she used to dress? I'm I low key missed it. Right? Oh God, it was just you know she's really gotten nicer uh, as she's grown into an adult, and I I love it. I do love it, but it was it was fun while it lasted. Um, also, that black when black China when we thought she's trying to fight the when she finally <laughs> snapped when she finally snapped on lip kit. Oh my gosh, yes, and she um it was like those big uh, prosthetic lips. Yeah, and then she said something like, "I can't wait until August something," and we all realized that was the day the Kylie turned eighteen. <laughs> and then when, when fucking Amber Rose start going at it with everybody. Oh my god. What the fuck did she say? A dick and a booty ass nigga. Yeah, and when she said she <laughs> she messaged Chloe and said hashtag don't panic. <laughs> because she was fucking with French Montana. Amber Rose is funny as shit. Like it is oh God. Nah, Chef Kiss, Chef Kiss, Bob's across the board. Like it just was so messy. It was like a great time. I wish I had a podcast during that time. I really do. I really do. And then Kanye started talking shit when he was saying something like about how he really <laughs> wished he was Wiz Khalifa. He always oh, yeah. wanted to be tall and skinny. Because <laughs> he, he said he looked... No, he tweeted, Wiz wears cool jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, true, but... It's like, what? <laughs> Kanye, you wish you had a different body or something? Shit was so chaotic, man. And then, like, to add a layer onto Black China, when we started realizing she was fucking pregnant, and then we was watching her on Snapchat trying to figure out what was going on with her and Rob because we thought it was just oh a joke. Oh, my God, that's crazy. I was obsessed. <laughs> I remember I was obsessed Me and you both, we like, go check, go check China's snap. Where she could, she'd be cooking something with cheese and onions. All I know, China used to be cooking the same shit every day, go for a hike, then when she started getting into the argument with that one girl, what's her name? She, she got like a salon or something. Heather Sanders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He- really, Heather? Really, yeah. Heather? <laughs> really, Heather? <laughs> and now we get to watch all. I'm Like like Jameer said, I want a Zeus subscription. Because, <laughs> because like, embezzle. <laughs> embezzle. Like that is just ah again beautiful. Um, our favorite sex stories of the decade, which is hilarious because I started having sex this decade. <laughs> so <laughs> the only decade I could give is a sex story. I was about to say um, Jake's um, <laughs> Evan out here. Um, <laughs> <ooh>, um <laughs> shiver me timbers. Um. <laughs> Yeah, for real, for real, I only got two because <coughs> I've, I've wrecked up a few a few candidates, but they have not pushed through. And honestly, it's only been two that have done great jobs. And I, um, the thing is, they I didn't do anything wrong, but the sex was so good that I want to apologize to them <laughs> for um, just not keeping in contact. Oh my god. Like I should have. Sorry, I'm looking at this mic and I'm just gonna Eric really hates short people. What? He really just do me so he really think I'm a joke. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at the mic. He think I'm a fucking joke. But anyway, um <laughs> I yeah, only two people have been great this decade. Um the other decade I really can't count. Um because <laughs> wow. 
was young. Um, but this decade, only two, um, and I'm sorry. I don't know what I did to them, but... <laughs> but, like... Two. What's that to say? It was just, like, the last person was just so amazing that I literally almost told them I loved them and I had just met them. Wow. And I was going to mean it, too. <laughs> That's crazy. So you would have been capping. You should have just said it. I should have just said it. Fuck it. (laughs) It's going to be a next time. Don't worry. True. I got a feeling that this saga is not over. I hope so, because he looked, I replied to a story, and he just, he didn't say nothing. And the thing is, usually I would, like, be like, fuck you, but, like, honestly, I'm at your mercy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever say that shit again. I'm at your mercy. I'm just at your fucking mercy, man. (laughs) Fuck, he probably listened to the podcast. That's why he ain't saying nothing to me. He'd be all right. He well, gonna, it's not my fault you got good dick. He gonna come back. Really, th- you think so? Yeah, I really do in my heart. Oh, God, please let that be true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's <laughs> oh, um, shit. Yo, um, this decade, well, the first thing I want to say about this decade is I show tremendous <laughs> growth. A bitch wouldn't talk about sex in 2010. I was I didn't know nothing about sex. Like honestly, I would be like, no, my virginity has to be lost to a special person. <laughs> um, Chris Brown popping, gotta be playing in the background. I gotta be wearing a satin nightgown. Like, I was I, like, I, oh, I never condoned it. You didn't condone it. You're right. You told me you said Iman is gonna be sweaty. You're gonna be <laughs> uncomfortable, which wasn't true. I did get like, all right, I didn't get that love and basketball scene, uh, virginity lost sex scene in a sense where I it was like. A nigga I know my whole life, but as far as losing it, the nigga I lost it with was a, was pretty good. He was like Prince Charming, and he made everything like really comfortable with me. So it's I have shown tremendous growth in even being able to talk about sex. I would not be able to be as open, and I think it's because I had to just shed some Christian guilt and some respectability politics. I had to. I'm happy I learned all this stuff before I decided to have sex. Where I was like, fuck it, I can do what I want to do. Virginity is made up. Mm-hmm. So that is the biggest like sex story of twenty of the twenty tens for me. Also, my car has gotten so much action; it's crazy. Like to anybody, <laughs> I was you have to know if you sit in any inch of my car, there's a good chance that I have had some type of sexual activity happen in that spot. Right? So, yeah, that's the only thing you, that I want to say the trunk, but. But, um, no, even the trunk has some remnants, like, just my entire car is, just understand that that's what you're sitting in. And I'm just rocking out. Yeah. Yeah, so, all right, moving into the fashion trends. Our favorite fashion trends of the 2010s. I am so fucking happy that platforms are back, because I wanted to find platforms, like, when I was, like, a teenager in high school, like, it was because I generally only shopped at the mall. Like, online shopping back then at high school was like, mm, like, do you really want to do that? It was, like, kind of dicey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was hard to find platform shoes. And, like, if I went to, like, the punk store, like, down South Street, they didn't have, like, shoes that, like, I liked or, like, me and my mom would, like, fight about them. Uh-huh. But, like... 
now that platform shoes are like back and in, it's so easy to get them, and I am going nuts buying them. I'm so fucking happy that platform shoes are back, and I just feel like it's just like me. I'm the type of person that I hold on to trends, and I don't like them to go away. So that's why I still like dress like MySpace too, because <laughs> I just like hold on to stuff. Um, another trend that I love is, like, people wearing tight dresses. Mm. Like, tight dresses that, like, your coochie, like, oh, my God, coochie's going to pop out. Like, stuff oh, like yeah. that. And also you can see through them so you can see people, like, nipples and stuff. I love that. Love I love that. And I, no matter, I love wearing it. I love seeing it. Me too. And I love, like, no matter what body shape people exactly. wear, people are just wearing tight dresses. Mm-hmm. Like, I just love and it. And crop tops. And love it. Yeah, and bikinis. Love it. Um, another thing, I love that people, more and more people are dressing like fucking clowns. <laughs> I love it. People are <laughs> being so expressive, not even going with the norm, like, jeans and a t-shirt. People, it's actually corny to go with the norm. Exactly. Balls to the walls, straight fucking clownery. And mm-hmm. I fucking love it. And I can't wait to get back into my clown mode. <laughs> um, another trend I love is... Um, the total polar opposite of that is people dressing like fairies. Oh, yes. You know, that's my favorite. I love that mm-hmm. so much. Like, love that. Very, like, light, like, flowy dresses. Also, another thing that's my favorite that I need to start doing again. Um, Me and my friend, uh, Tamara, are, like, obsessed with, like, um, Korean and Japanese makeup. And a lot of them put blush on their noses. Oh, And that's so I cute. love that so much yeah it does it may it's so youth that's a very youthful it is blush is so youthful Mm -hmm. that's why i will never i will always pack on my body weight and blush i I really started using blush and i didn't understand how big of a difference it made until i started using it and i'm like yo your face is not complete it just warms your entire face up i'm obsessed with blush so i love that when people do like little fairy stuff like like flowy lashes and like blush on the nose and like just like flowy, like um, I don't know what that material is. Like what is it? I'm gonna say chiffon, mm-hmm. like material, like stuff like that. Like very like light, very stuff like flowery, floral stuff. Like usually floral stuff that people would be like, oh, florals, that's for grandma. Like stuff like that. Exactly. Um, for me, the, this fashion trend was at the beginning of the 2010s. Uh, I really really liked uh the cat trend. Remember when everybody had, like, cat T-shirts and cat oh this God, and cat yeah. that? I was big on that shit. Like, when I was in college, it didn't make no sense how many T-shirts I owned with cats <laughs> on it. I was that girl. Even Pe- you was cat. You went nuts for cats. Let's yes. bring that back. People would bring me, like, cat books. Like, <laughs> but, like it was just adorable. Like, I, and I still fuck with cats. Like, we have the exact same personality. <laughs> And I, I, I love Honestly. it. Honestly. Love cats. Um, also, I, I really like this uh, trend with makeup where you don't really have to know how to do it. Like, because I'm not a big eyeshadow person. Like, okay, again, like, you have to know how to do your, maybe, your complexion. But for your eyeshadow, it's nothing to just add one color on your entire lid. I love that. 
your entire lid is one color. Then your and then your lips can match that as well. And then you can. It's not even uncommon to wear dark blue lipstick and walk outside. Like in two thousand eight, if you did that, people would have been like, "Um, are you? Is it Halloween? Like, what's going on? Like, is everything all right?" But like in twenty nineteen, don't nobody look twice at you for having blue hair, mm-hmm. blue lipstick, yeah. blue lashes. Like, join the club. Like, that's not the funkiest thing you can do. Yeah, because I'm thinking about. I had this crazy ass smoky eye. All the way up to my eyebrows, and I went to Whole Foods. <laughs> Nobody like um, bad a lash. Yeah, and that's how it's supposed to be. Probably the cashier probably had the same uh, makeup on. Wait, hold on. I gotta um, tap this computer. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna keep talking. Um, another thing that I really, really like. Uh, or I loved when it was out was pelplum dresses. Like, I remember, I think it was, like, maybe the year, like, 2011, and Kim Kardashian was, like, the queen of pelplum dresses back when Art and B and stuff was in. Like, they just kept, 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 kept um, wearing them. And I always wanted a pelplum dress, but I never got one. (laughs) Shocking. Far from the mic. You look so I, cute when you had that pelplum dress. I thought so too. Thank you so much. <laughs> also, I, the thing I love about those dresses is because they make you look small. If you got like big hips, because it take it accentuates like your hips going in. I just threw that uh, pelplum dress away. Actually, I think we should bring pelplum dresses back. We should. Oh wow! Uh, look up. Look. I know we're doing good. Yeah. We're almost done. <laughs> and uh, unisex uh, clothing. Yeah, I love that. Like, as a girl who always had, like, big feet and was a little bit taller than most women, like, shopping was a nightmare for me when I was a teenager. So it was really nice when I got to be, like, 21, 22, and I can walk in Foot Locker and Puma. Like, the men's shoes were pink, too. Mm-hmm. The men's shoes were purple, too. The the men are wearing pink sweatpants. So, like, I can absolutely get away with going on ASOS and, like, shopping in their men's section or the fact that they have women's tall and then uh, men can shop in the women's section. Like, it's just so nice. Like, everybody's crisscrossing, and it has nothing to do with anything. Like, it's not like, damn, you shopping men's? It's like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> it's like, so, you don't? You don't shop like men. Everybody know men have stuff that's better than women anyway. Like their sweaters, mm-hmm. um, their sweatpants, all athletic stuff. Pajamas. The men. pajama pants I got on right now are men's. Exactly. Like so, I I like that, and I like that. Like Jarrell's always talking about how he'll go to like Forever Twenty One's girl section because he likes the way some stuff fits better, and it's just. It's just a good time to shop. All right, so we're running out of time, and we have a lot more left, so let's skip. So let's – we kind of talked about our favorite Beyonce moments. Um, The one thing I would add is watching Beyonce become a mother this decade was definitely one of my favorite Beyonce moments. Her making an Instagram. And Coachella. True. Because we fucking know Homecoming did everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we can skip the reality TV fights, right? Yeah. We can skip the Wendy Williams moments. Yeah. Um, but I do think we should go with our favorite memories of the decade. Um, I'm going to go with getting tattooed. Because mm. um, it's funny because I got my first tattoo at the beginning of this decade. Um, but um, I like it's something that I've always been interested in. And I've always loved ever since I was a kid, and it's something that I always wanted to do. And, like, I looking back, I'm like, dang, I could have been did it, but I'm happy that I did it when the time was right. For me, I feel like, like I found, 
you know, the artists that I connect with, the artists that, like, get my style. Um, and I feel like I'm, like, more in the right mental frame to, like, be tattooed. And, like, I love talking with um, the artists. And um, I predominantly get tattooed by women. Um, and I love that, um, like, my the artist that I go to in New York, um, she um, talks about, like, tattooing, um, like, on deeper levels. Like, um, she made a, um, a book about um, tattooing and consent and, like, how, you know, you're supposed to talk to your clients and things like that. That's and, decent. like, and I'm glad that I have been tattooed as in my older um, as I'm getting older because younger, there's a lot of things that I feel like I probably would have been scared to speak upon, speak up upon, and I wouldn't have been as vocal about, you know, stuff I liked. And, like, if somebody made me uncomfortable, I wouldn't know how to handle that. Um, but, yeah, she made a um, a book about tattooing and consent. And also, um, I know, like, sometimes, like, I make fun of, like, a lot of people's tattoos that are bad, but she recently told me that, um, that is classes, mm. um, because some people, like especially people of color, um, get tattooed, um, and they have nowhere else to go, and they just want you know it done. And sometimes that's an initiation thing in a community, and it makes you you know a certain way, and it's a way to like gain respect and all that stuff true. like that. And it's like where else are you that's gonna so go? True. So <laughs> she was like saying that like it's like you know classes. I was like, Ooh. and I kind of fuck with niggas who got like not the best tattoos, but they be sexy. Like true. Mm-hmm. I'm like not gonna lie. So I was just like, when niggas had them flames on their arms, do they be the best? No. <laughs> and it's like it's just something that um, it's tattooing is like one of the things that I'm very passionate about. I don't want to do, but I just like loved it. Like I'm going to a tattoo convention in January. Um, and I'm, like, so excited, and I'm glad that, like, I finally did it, like, in this decade as I got older um, because I know more things um, about it, and, like, I'm more confident, I feel like, in myself. Um, And another thing is flying. I haven't flown before this year. I haven't got on a plane since, I think, like, 2008. Mm. Um, And, like, I miss it. Like, I love flying so much it's so exciting to me because i also i love roller coasters mm-hmm. um so flying especially like going by myself made me so excited because i'm like i can do this like this is something again just like tattooing i'm like i can do this like i can I'm what grown. is that yeah i'm an adult like if i save up the money i put you know the stuff aside i can do it so this year and in this decade i realized that about myself is like it's so many things that i can do um, another thing is living in New York. Um, I'm so happy. I mean, obviously, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to keep on manifesting it. I The fact that I got to live in New York, like, in the beginning of this decade, I just can't. Like, when I lived there, I would always walk down the street, and in my mind, I would say, like, I can't believe I'm here. Like, I can't believe that I'm allowed to be here. Mm. Um and that was so exciting, and I feel like I learned so many things because um, I really became an adult in New York. Like, I grew up there. and, and I it, was, it just seemed like it was so—every time I visited you, I was, like, surprised at how, like, you owned it 
You know, like, I'm like, damn, she really know where the fuck she going. Yeah, and I wasn't. She know how to get home. I don't. <laughs> and I wasn't, like, scared there. And even still, when I go there, I still know my way around. Because it's like, I always say that, like, that's my first love. Because it is. Because that's the first place I felt. Like, I'm like, I never feel like I fell in love before. But I really feel like I fell in love with this city. Like, I love it so much. Um, another thing is road tripping. Me and Peter went to Canada. Oh, yeah. We, Went on a road trip in this fucking car. Like, that's something that I never thought that I would be able to do. Because, yeah. again, I think, I know you definitely can't um, agree with this. And it's, like, kind of the Beyonce thing, breaking away from her, her dad. It's, like, sometimes I feel like I let the stuff of my parents, like, hang over me and I feel like I can't do certain things because they wouldn't do that or they would feel weird or about it. Or I've never it. done it with them. Yeah, I've never done it with them. So They I don't did. know Peter. That's not my cousin. So I can't do it with nobody that's not my cousin. Yeah, so I feel like weird about certain things and like the fact that and the thing is is they were cool about it. Anyway, it's, it's always just me. It's mostly it's, that's the case. Yeah. It's usually it's just, in your own fucking head. Your parents got their own shit they worried about. And it's like even with my tattoos, like my dad, every time I get a new tattoo, my dad like, oh, cool. Like, oh, cool. Whatever. Mm-hmm. The only thing he said about my tattoo, one tattoo is like, oh, you couldn't get that in Philly? Like you had to go to New York for it? I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, that's what artists <laughs> But that's the only, the only thing. And I was just like so scared years to like do certain things. But a lot of stuff is just like in my head. And I'm so happy. And also like even when we went on a road, our mini road trip when we went to, um, what the, why the fuck am I forgetting the name? Um, the fucking vegan. Yeah, vegan treats? Yeah, vegan treats. Yes, we went to vegan treats. I just was like, this is so fun. Like, as an adult, you can, and we need to do more stuff like that. We really do. I was just thinking about that. And the whole time we were there, I was like, damn, I feel like I got to get home to somebody. I feel like somebody waiting for me to come home. And then you realize as an adult, like, can't nobody put you on no time watch. I ain't got no kids. I I don't have, I don't got to be to work. No, I can be and out for as long as I want. And I'm definitely going to learn how to drive this year. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yikes. <laughs> I know, very scared. But, um... You'll do. You'll be fine. But, yeah, we definitely need to do more stuff like that. But that was just so fun. Just, like, this year, like, this decade, just, like, letting go a bit and realizing, like, I can do this stuff. Like, I can do it. Yeah. No, that's, like, literally what mines are as well, especially, like, the playing... Uh, this was my first time getting on the plane, like, in the, the 2010s. Like, I never got on the plane before. My mom was oh, yeah, scared. Therefore, we ain't do it. And the beautiful part about that is not only did I get on the plane for the first time myself, I convinced my mom to fly for the first time yep. this decade. So that was huge. Um, Like, the fact that we graduated both high school and college in this decade, that'll never happen again. In the future decades. So it, it's like kind of like you just have to think about like this was a special one. Like the new decades are going to bring new things, new staples. But this was the decade where we both we graduated both high school and college. And we were able to go to each other's everything. We were both there. Um uh, also, my big chop. Like, when I went natural, I didn't think that that was something I ever was going to do because I thought if you didn't have hair like Tracy Ellis Ross, then you being natural would make you not look great. And I went natural, too. I forgot. Yes. But, you know, I did. I originally planned on going natural, kind of like how you did, like, just wearing a wig because there's nothing wrong with protective styles. Yeah. Like, and but you I, really cut. But I... Here. 
cut it off. And I remember leaving the shop feeling so vulnerable. Like, I can't hide behind nothing. This is my face. That's all you can see right now is my face. And you own I just it. was like, fuck it. This is what I look like. And this is about to be nigger repellent. repellent. I'm like, anytime, if any, the guys that used to go for me that weren't my type, mm-hmm. this hairstyle is going to block them away. And, and I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. It did not block anyone away. Niggas didn't give a fuck. They were still interested. <laughs> but the bottom line is, like, I feel like because I owned it, people owned it. Mm-hmm. And the people, everything I was afraid of, like, I was talking about my dad. I was afraid of, like, going to work and people thinking my hair was unprofessional. They fucking went nuts over it. Like, and I know that's a privilege of living on the East Coast and kind of living with people who are a little bit more progressive. But they went crazy. That's not everyone's experience. Like, everybody was like, yo, you look, I've never seen you look so great. And I haven't turned back. Like, I can walk out, like, right now, my, my hair, I would have never walked out the house with my hair the way it is. But I'm like, no, like, I got good hair. Like, I don't care. that This was the year I really learned to own it, and I would never go back to relaxing. And moving on my own. Like, I've had two apartments in this decade. Um, I've had my own car in this decade. And just kind of being on my own. And this last move made me realize that this is my life now. Like, it get hard sometimes. Like, bills really don't stop. But I love living on my own. I love it. I love not necessarily having to worry about anybody else when I come in the house. And I love living with my cousin, mm-hmm. which is something I never was expecting this year. I never was expecting for my cousin to kind of come in my life and be my roommate and help me as much as she does. But we really make a good team. So that th- those are the, my favorite memories of the decade. Like, it's just so nice sometimes when you come home and you're like, damn, I don't feel like cooking. And then somebody has already made you vegan Parmesan. Yeah, which was really good. I forgot to oh, say Oh, yeah, that. shit. Yeah, I got it to you. Yeah, it was <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah, I got your dish, too. And I got chores as well. We got to do a flip-flop. Because <laughs> your dad going to kill the shit out of me. I thought he was coming up to talk to me about that today. I was like, ha-ha, when I saw him. <laughs> all right, so, all right. Let's, I think we should do two more. I think... We should should we do the best TV shows, the best friend moments, or food? Damn, I didn't finish my TV list. What the fuck? Well, then let's do another one. Um, let's do. (laughs) All right, let's do the the best friend moments because I was laughing because I was something I put on my list. All right, I think the food and the best friends. Okay, I was thinking lessons. Oh yeah, let's do all three of those. Yeah. Okay. We could do lessons. So the best friend ones. I was laughing when I was writing this because <laughs> it was so funny. So when I remember when I tripped on Fifth Avenue. Oh, I will fucking never forget. <laughs> I will never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, what the fuck did I even trip on? Air. No, but that the fact that Sabrina, <laughs> number one, she was wearing platform Timberlands. Let's talk about that. Oh, okay? God, I forgot. I was she wearing was wearing platform Timberlands. Timberlands. So the Timberlands were like five inches off the ground. So she was fucking my height. And then she like tripped. For it, no, it was like a Scottish parade going on too. Let's, let's add that in there. It's a parade. And it was all these people with it was all these people with fucking bagpipes and shit. And then Sabria tripped and this shit was somehow louder than the bagpipes. She's she like went in the air and people looked at her like that she was rude, like she fucking disrupted something. And for me, that was the funniest thing in the world. Like people, she really disrupted a parade by tripping. Like or fucking Fifth and Avenue. I, and I was so sick. 
I really didn't think I was going to be okay. I really didn't think I was going to be all right. I was laughing so fucking hard, yo. <laughs> I was just like, this is so humiliating. <laughs> oh, my God. I really, I really could not stop laughing. Just think about that. That shit was hilarious. Oh, another one is all of these are like just examples of like our dynamic as friends. Um, me snapping on a bouncer for saying something <laughs> to Iman. <laughs> oh yeah, and I didn't even fucking hear the nigga. That's the funniest thing. But I know he says something smart because so all night he was being a fucking creep. <laughs> he was like touching. Did he touch your lower back? Yeah, he was like, yeah, he touched your lower. He back. like cupped my lower back. I'm like, yeah, like excuse me, like can I get by? Like he was like one of them niggas. So we leaving, and I think I talked about this before. And we leaving, and Iman loved chewing on ice. And then she was chewing on ice in this cup, and they're like, you can't leave. First of all, that's bullshit. <laughs> anyway, you can't. You know, let's just talk about that rule for a second. second. bullshit. So you can't leave the bar with a cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, "Come." first of all, come and think about it. We was fucking across the street. <laughs> yeah. So he followed, and then he said something about the cup. And then he was like, can I bite or something like that? And I fucking went off. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. talk about the fact that this man is six seven, about, th- <laughs> about three hundred pounds. I was like, Tamir's fine, <laughs> cause he could pick. I picture him picking both of us up by the throat and, <laughs> and be like, "Get over." <laughs> I, I was like, hey, look, "Just let him." Yeah, I think you made your point. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Like you know, like when Chihuahuas go crazy." I was like, "Wow, oh my god." <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I was not having it. And that's the thing that scares me about me. Like, when I get mad, I don't care what anybody look like. No, like they can fucking nuts. look like King from Tekken. And I will just fucking snap. Like, when I get mad, that's why I just be... I also, like, I just try to be cool. And also, like, I try to... In my mind, be like, oh, say that I'm scared of this person, even though I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, maybe I should be scared. Ooh. Like, I try to, like, trick myself so I don't. But I was mad. Because he was being, that was the fucking last straw. You hear me? Yeah, he was just being an asshole all night. Um, also, Iman snapping on a man for me. Um, snapping on my ex. Oh, I think yeah. that was so fucking funny. <laughs> no, the reason why it's funny is because... We were sitting down, and I'm like, I think I might have been crying or something, or I just was, like, so zoned out, so exhausted from the day, and Ema is quiet, sitting, and she on her phone just typing and, like, smirking, and I'm just like, like, I'm just like, what? I'm like, <laughs> like, what? What did he just do? And then <laughs> she, like, read the message, telling me all the crazy shit that she said, and I was just like, what the fuck, Ema? Because the thing is, like, Usually when somebody's arguing with somebody or saying something me, they, like, show it. But she was like, like, just, like, smirk it. It just, like, sent it and just was That's like. I always do. Because my thing is, here's my thing. I know that if I snap, people are going to stop me. And I need to execute. So one time, just, like, little side note, I wanted to do something to bother my stepdad. So I went in his room and turned everything upside down. And nobody <laughs> nobody heard me. And then I went to bed. And my mom was like, Iman, what did you when did you when did you do it? I'm like, if you would have heard me, you would have stopped me. <laughs> the thing is I do the same thing. Yeah. 
That's why if I'm gonna pretend like I'm not gonna fight you to get close to you and beat the shit out of you. Yeah. I'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh, that was so funny to me. Like I just looked over because I'm exhausted because this was like the day I found out everything. <laughs> Thanksgiving Eve. And, yeah, and then even I'm just like, like <laughs> Woo! That was funny. Also, I don't even know which this is a this is a series of events. Us collectively almost dying together. I feel uh, like I feel like yeah. I feel like y'all are no. The fucking <laughs> funniest one was or Eva broke first of all, this day Ema was a fucking best. She had these big ass jeans on <laughs> <laughs> Big ass jeans on, but she was so happy to have the pants on. They were so fucking dumb. Big. They look like dumb as shit. Farmer was, Joe pants. They look like fucking farmer pants, but she was so happy in them. She was so fucking happy. I'm just like, okay, like, and we are we downtown all fucking day. I think trying to get something for a birthday. We settled on this corny ass American apparel dress. Let's just talk about that. And we hungry as shit. So then we get go to some random place, get a fucking sandwich. We um <laughs> this is like when Iman first started driving. We in a car <laughs> we in a car driving and it's a fucking scepter bus near us. Iman eating a sandwich driving and the scepter bus is like <laughs> Girl, like hit the in the face. <laughs> like she was like, le- like she was like, <laughs> <laughs> but eat a sandwich. Eat just dumb, sandwich. neglectful. Imagine if that would have happened in the ex- explanation. The yes, and it was your birthday. <laughs> oh and I'm just in the passenger seat. No, the thing is, I'm in the passenger side, and the bus is closest to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely in my blind spot. But when I but I saw that bitch, I was like, oh, alright. <laughs> Oh my Damn. God, I'm supposed to just think about it. Like, I'm just, <laughs> first of all, eating these fucking sandwich in these big ass pants. <laughs> just happy shit. <laughs> I just was like, what the fuck? We had to do so much that day. We still had to get our nails done. We had to do so fucking much. It was exhausting. Where did we even go? Well, oh, I remember what we did. We went to Copa's. Because remember that man we was did. saying to Oh, me? that was that day. Oh, and it I ended still a, follow him on Instagram. It ended on a good night, though. It, it wasn't a bad day. It just was okay. chaotic. It, it was, was chaotic. chaotic. We was like, oh, we was like West Philly, downtown, West Philly, North Philly, West Philly. We it was, was cr- We ended we up in somebody's house. Like, <laughs> oh, just okay. cr- we did. It was crazy. Nursing a drunk person. That we did not know. We did not who know Who let her. us in. And she was, was black, so we had to help she her she had out. dirty feet. <laughs> dirty ass feet. <laughs> oh, child. That was a crazy ass day. But, oh, my God. That was so fucking funny. But I feel like if you and your best friend don't have a story where y'all almost died, are y'all really best how, friends? How long y'all been friends? That's all I got to say. <laughs> and if the story don't end, then one of them almost killed. Like, them being the reason y'all almost yeah, died? Yeah, one of Because of, of the pure neglect, too. Not a mistake, just pure neglect. You was fucking that sandwich up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's the Damn. thing. Like when we get together, it's bad because we always feel like we can't do something on an empty stomach. When you can, you can do it. No, we can't. We- <laughs> I don't. I don't agree with that. So, oh my god. are you done? 
Yeah, I'm done. Because, all right, I'm going to top it off with this crazy-ass story. So when we, our first year of college, right, is complete. We come home, back to Philly, trying to find a summer job. For some reason, I convinced Sabria to go with East Bubblefuck to this Friendlies <laughs> to see if they are hiring. We go to Friendlies, okay? This is out in, like, a county, like the suburbs. So shit is different from in the city. We waiting for this bus to go back home. And we waiting. And all of a sudden, I'm looking down the street, and I feel like mm-hmm. I see, like, a long-ass torso or something. <laughs> then I'm, like, still looking. Like, now nah, I'm imagining something. Then I see, like, these eyes reflecting. And I'm like, huh. By that point, Sabrina, like, what the fuck are you staring at? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I think I see a deer. Before I can finish it, this bitch runs out in the middle of fucking traffic. <laughs> With these fucking jelly sandals on, start dicking it up the street. Didn't even wait for me. <laughs> but then this car is coming like beeping. She's like, oh, like she was like running like she was in the fucking NFL. I'm I'm scared as shit. This Derek looking at me. She running off. The car is. I'm like, no, fuck it. I'm just gonna prance across the street too. I've never seen Sabrina run that fast in my entire and life. You never will. With jelly sandals. <laughs> I was freaking out because my thing is when you said deer and I saw it and that shit was not that shit was a fucking buck. <laughs> a buck will fucking kill you before you kill it. But I was like, the thing is, if you can picture me looking at the deer, looking at Sabrina, looking at the traffic, looking at the deer, looking at Sabrina, looking at the traffic, and every time I look at Sabrina, she's like, like. So much further than what she was. I'm like, and I ran in the friendlies. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, she but was the, fucking the, out. The thing is, just how you know, fight or flight is real. Yeah, because I had no, no fight, flight or freeze. Because my ass froze. Yeah, because yeah. I had no control over my body. I'm like, when I was like. It was a moment where I ran into traffic where I'm looking at somebody in the car. Like, uh, like they, like, <laughs> almost hit me, and I'm looking at them. And my I'm hands like, on that hood. Like, excuse I'm, me, excuse and me. And I'm still going. I'm like, yo, I cannot stop my body. Like, I cannot <laughs> stop. Like, I really just started fucking running. <laughs> I was scared as shit. Also, that was a good day because we was we broke. Like, we, like, 19 years old. I found this Applebee's gift card, and we we went to oh, yeah, Remember yeah. that shit? <laughs> I had a $50 Applebee gift card from my dad. Like, what? That shit, that shit hit, too. It really did. Um, also, the time when me and Sabria almost beat up the lady in South Philly. Like, it was just oh, yeah. it was hilarious. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. That was, like, last year. But some, some white woman says something smart. And I was like, what the fuck did I say? I said something like, come again? I said some dumb shit, but before I know it, I just hear the car door open, and Sabrina like, what? What? What the fuck? What? And I'm like, oh, shit, she out the car. I got to get out the car. And I'm just like, you know what? Again, this is how shit escalate, but we absolutely was about to go ham on that lady. Um, also, the time where we went hiking in the park. And- <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. <coughs> we went hiking. And that's not the funny part, to be honest. We went there and we set up the camera and we were on Dub Smash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we was doing that, you know, Tokyo Vanity when she goes, my best friend, friend, uh, she finna, oh, go best friend, that's my best <laughs> And I made Sabria be the one that twerks. So we had like seven takes and each time she had to like be twerking on like a log or something. So much fun. And... 
Also, training for the Broad Street Run. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, y'all. So, <laughs> we trained for the Broad Street Run. Like, literally, after we recorded Black Girl Brunch, I don't know where the fuck we had this energy from. We would get up and go to Planet Fitness. Mm-hmm. Just run on the treadmill for a little bit. Not cutting home to 12 or 1 o'clock at night sometimes. And when the Broad Street Run finally came, we both completed, did a good job. I completed maybe <laughs> about five minutes before Sabria. <laughs> I called her. And was like, hey, Sabria, I, <laughs> I finished. She says, yeah, of course you did. I hung up on me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was an accident. She didn't even <laughs> hang up on me. I fucking see her face. And I'm cheering for her like, yay, Sabria. She's like, I'm not doing this shit next year. <laughs> I was like, okay. She's like, I'm fucking, I'm not. I'm not doing this shit no more. The fuck? Everybody smiling. Everybody laughing. She was mad as shit. <laughs> she had to run 10 miles. <laughs> And then, if that wasn't enough, when the pictures came back of people crossing the finish line, her she was <laughs> mad as shit. Like, it just, I, I, it was so funny to me. <laughs> and my final memory is, my final memory is, like, honestly, sappy, but is you being there for me with all that happened with my family. Because in this decade, my mom had a stroke, and I lost two family members, and I feel like at each time, you were there for me. So, Period. I always am going to remember that, because obviously, it's good it's funny to be friends when like the good times is rolling but it's hard because a lot of people don't know how to deal with grief Mm -hmm. and like all that shit happening so that is what i i'm gonna remember and take away from this decade too is the fact that you was like a fucking real one and brought me a cupcake and (laughs) even though you scared the shit out of me when i woke up and you weren't there and i was like where the hell she go oh my god i forgot about that i was like i don't want to wake her up i was like she had like a rough time yeah i woke up at like three o'clock in the morning looking for your ass i was like the fuck she going into the night and shit where is she at i called you like you good she's like yeah but i've been going for like four hours now so (laughs) if you was gonna worry about me if something happened i would have been done i'm like true but um yeah definitely that one all right, so now we're going to speed through this next one. It's the best foods of the decade. Ooh, child. So, my, I mean, it's no order, but <laughs> the Beyond Burger from Tattoo Mom. Oh, fuck, yeah. That shit. That shit hit different. I'm it gonna, hit so good that I don't even want to buy the Beyond Burgers in my own house. It's no, it's not, not the same. It's just not going. And their chicken sandwiches, too. Too. They be snapping. Yes. Real oh. crispy with it. Also... So, sometimes with becoming a vegan, I'm like, damn, like, now that I'm traveling, it's going to be a lot of stuff that I've never had and I never will be able to have. Mm-hmm. But when I went to fucking Canada, I had vegan poutine. Mm. When I fucking tell you every place that me and Peter went to, that shit hit, but the shit hit, what the fuck did it hit the best? I think um, a pie, a pie-calypse, like a pie-pocalypse. Uh-huh. Um so what poutine is, excuse my language, it's cheese curds, Yum. gravy on french fries. That sounds amazing. But the vegan, oh my gosh, that shit was so fucking, because at first I'm thinking like gravy on fries, like that sounds kind of weird. But you know mashed potatoes. True. But that shit was so fucking good. Like that shit make me want to drive a scooter to Hannah and get it. <laughs> um, The Impossible Burger. Yeah. That shit. I was talking to my dad today about it because I haven't been eating meat since um, high school. Mm-hmm. So, and I was mainly um, pescatarian. 
because uh, my parents, they didn't know much, and I was a kid, so they were like, you know, you have to eat something. And when I was, um, when I first um, stopped eating meat, the only thing we really had was Morningstar. Morningstar, and... um, You know, the ribs did hit. The ribs were good. I forgot about the ribs. Morningstar, and um, what the fuck else? Like, some Trader Joe's stuff. So I didn't really, I'm trying to even fucking think about what the fuck did I eat if I wasn't eating, like, seafood. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. it was just so many things that, like, I didn't have when I was in high school that I would have loved to eat. Um, and um, that's why I'm like the Impossible Burger and, like, Beyond Burger and all that stuff. Like, just such amazing Ooh. things because it's so exciting because I'm like, wow, I did not have this, like, Especially as a kid, because like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yo, I have not eaten. I haven't um, eaten like chicken and stuff since I was in high school. Like, I'm like, that's. I mean, eat, no, I didn't eat it in high school. Nope, that's crazy to even think about. Um, and um, sorry, but my vegan mac and cheese. Oh no, dead ass. That is the best. Oh, it's so good. I can't believe. Sorry like, if you haven't tried it. I'm like, I can't believe it. Like, it actually is. It's good. It's amazing. And I was going to make some, but fucking Whole Foods was out of nutritional yeast. I couldn't believe it. That's a shame. I had some, too. Really? Yep. The fuck you got nutritional yeast for? I think I was making some Cheese sauce. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? But I like to buy it in bulk. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I know we got a lot because of what Karina was making. That was really good. Yeah, I'm happy you liked it. Um, For me, the first thing is Ed's Vegan Chicken Cheesesteak. I fucking love that, y'all. <laughs> I, know, I, I need to, that shit. I had to talk you out of getting it. I know, because I probably wouldn't have been able to eat it, but I might get one on the way home. Ha ha ha. Because they still be <laughs> I know, open. I know you they would. still be open. Yeah, so I can so do cool. it. Um, But yeah, Ed's vegan chicken cheesesteak, Ed's pizza, all that, for real, for the real. The pizza, oh my God. So good. Um, Hip City Veggies, um, milkshakes. Because for me, if you know, if you've been listening since the beginning, you know, when I wasn't vegan, the hardest thing for me was dairy. Yes. So the fact that I have a milkshake that doesn't taste like a charity milkshake, but is actually good, it's something so I really good. like and crave, it's just like, oh my God, it's so powerful. Um, and finally, the chicken and waffles from Bourbon and Branch. That shit yes. was amazing. That was, I just had it recently. However, it Woo. was one, one of the best foods I ever had. And my roasted chickpeas. I They oh, are good. I know how to roast the hell out of a chickpea. And I'm proud of that because I was like, when I hear people talking about it, I'm like, that don't sound good. But roasted chickpeas are actually delicious. They are. And I think I'm going to have some tomorrow. All right. And our final topic is our best. <coughs> Excuse me. Top lessons that we learned this decade, starting with you. I'm going to say don't beg anybody to see me. Woo! That's one that I have to learn and would put the final cap on it was this year because it was a habit that I didn't realize that I didn't break because I did something this year where I was begging somebody <laughs> to see me um, and not like see you in the physical sense of coming to see you, but like seeing you as a person seeing mm. you as lovable, seeing you as you worthy. Know, as, as worthy. And I didn't realize till you know, situations this year. And then I went back and I did, like, some art thing. And I was reading the text message that I printed out as, like, and I put it in a, um, a picture frame. And in the text message, I said, I feel like I'm begging you to be my friend. And I was like, oh, my God. I put two and two together, and I'm like, this is a habit, and mm-hmm. I need to break it. 
So I need to stop doing that. Um, another thing is always take accountability. Like even with the situations, you know, stuff that happened with me this year, I am taking accountability of the, where I went wrong, where I should have stopped myself. And that doesn't mean that, you know, because I feel like accountability also is 50-50. Like sometimes the other person, there are ways that the other person, you know, were responsible responsible of how they made you feel. And there's um, ways that you were responsible, how you made you feel. So um, this year I learned a lot about taking accountability and holding myself accountable without trying to, um, like, be down on myself. Like, just think it as, like, oh, like, you know, I made a mistake. Um, Another one is it's okay to ask for help. Mm. This is a big thing, especially this decade, because I regret a lot um, when I was in college. I, like, struggled a with a lot of stuff because of, like, my school upbringing, and um, I was so comfortable with, like, my staff, and, like, the staff and stuff didn't make me feel comfortable. Like, some of the people didn't make me feel comfortable. Um, and it wasn't until, like, it was, like, I don't want to say it was too late, but, like, it was, like, my junior year when I made the dean's list finally in my senior year um, that I, like, started asking people for help. Mm -hmm. And I wish that even though I did ask people for help, I wish I asked people for more help because I feel like I would have been a little further. But, like, you know, that's just all. Hindsight is twenty twenty, But, um, yeah, ask him for help because asking for you can't get anywhere with just what you think is right. Yeah, especially when you're 20-something, you don't know enough. Yeah, exactly. You don't know enough now. Yeah, exactly. You never know enough. So I need to stop thinking that I know enough and just asking for help and reaching out to people. Um, also, um, <clears throat> you know, it actually... Well, I'm going to say trust my gut always slash lean into my pain. Mm. My friend Chris, um, when I was, like, going through it real bad, taught me that, like, lean into my pain... And, like, that actually helped me more because usually I would get mad at myself, like, I need to get over this, like, I need to stop sounding bitter, I need to just blah, blah, blah. But everything happens in steps. And, like, sometimes the steps don't go in order. Sometimes it's all over the place. And it's, I feel like it's better to, like, lean into that hurt and all that stuff. So you're like, I'm not ignoring it. This is real. It's happening. Um... It will eventually, I'll be over it. But right now, it, it's okay to say, like, right now this hurts. And if you don't, if you just sweep it under the rug, you don't understand how big that pile of dirt under the rug keeps mm -hmm. getting behind you. Like, you have to handle shit. You have to handle it. Okay, that was your lessons? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, For me, is meet people where they are. You know, I think in the past, a lot of times I tried to change people if if I met them and they weren't who I thought they should be, especially people I were dating. Like if I met them and I felt like, oh, my God, this person doesn't have the job that I think that they should have or this person. I'm, I got my own apartment in car. He doesn't have his own apartment in car, but I like him. So let me try to upgrade him. And it's like, no, meet people where they are like and, and accept people for where they are in life, accept for them, uh, their growth accept their potential, and accept that you have things about yourself that needs to change. Mm -hmm. And these material things don't make you ahead of this person. Mm -hmm. So I, I really had to just kind of str strip. So now it's like I, I, I don't care about 
those things and friends and people. I want to meet you where you are at li- in life and that's it. I don't want to, you don't have to have made it already because I know what it feels like when I can tell somebody's looking at me and they don't see something, they, they don't see that they can gain something from me. And like, I've been looked at like that before and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people have came around once they realize, oh, she a cool person. Oh, she going to be somebody. But it's like what mattered was that first meeting is that you didn't see me. You didn't meet me where I was at. You didn't trust in my potential. And that's what I want to do for everybody. Like, we all just deserve to just have somebody to just talk to us because we're a human being, not because of what we can do for them or where we are in life. Like, it just doesn't matter. Just meet people where they are. And if they if people don't change while you're with them, plant the seed, and you may not be around to watch that plant grow, but at least you planted the seed and you got their learning started. But you don't, everybody's not my project. Mm-hmm. I'm going to meet you where you at. And if you cool, I'm gonna fuck with you, no matter how much money you got in the bank or or any of that. But you have to be willing to show me that you are gonna grow one day, maybe not today, but just one day. Um, this is like I learned this year in 2019 that money is not everything. You would not have been able to tell me that for the first eight years of this decade. Mm-hmm. You would not have been able to tell me that money wouldn't have made me happy. You would not have been able to tell me that as long as I could pay my bills comfortably, I wouldn't be a happy person. But I had to really be broken down. I had to really understand that that ain't me. That's not, I don't play that. And I can't live like that. And I'm happy I got out of it while I don't have a family or anything mm-hmm. like that. And it's okay to just be happy and not let money be a part of it. I kind of started realizing that capitalism wants me to think that I can't live without this or that and that I can't make money being happy. So I'm happy I learned that that was not the case this year. Um, Also learned in this decade that I'm going to lose the people in my life that I thought would be around forever. And that sounds really grim, but it's the truth. Um, I look at everybody now with this different sense of love because I know that like the people that are the staple characters in my life, one day they're not going to be here and one day or one day I'm not going to be here. It has nothing to do with age. Life is very unpredictable Um, today or tomorrow. It could just happen. So I really, really, really do try to just like hyper consume the moments like hyper consume every moment because I'm like, I never know when this moment is going to be all I can remember about us, you know. And I also learned that not only am I going to lose people, but I can mourn responsibility responsibly. Mm-hmm. I won't go to vices. I won't turn to sex. I won't turn to drugs. I won't turn to alcohol. I won't act out. I will, like your friend told you to do, lean into my pain. I will run the Broad Street Run. I'll raise money. And I'm just I have healthy coping mechanisms. So that's something good to learn about yourself because like as life gets harder it's just good to know that you can handle things the correct way because it's just that that's not going to be the last hard thing I've had to deal with 
um, I learned that I'm more in control of my life than what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just amazing, like, how changing, like, my attitude and changing my diet and changing the people I'm around really changes my day. And before, I would have thought that was, like, a bunch of, like, mumbo-jumbo. But I'm really in control of everything that happens for me. And I think that that's why we started this podcast. When we start realizing, like, oh, shit, we're in control of everything. We don't have to wait until someone else says, yes, you guys are great. We can start creating content right now so I love realizing it like you can't nobody control me my favorite thing to tell people is that and if I don't do it then what what you gonna do beat my ass no you're not so I can do what I want if I want to I will if I want to I will and I will that's just it and I, I love channeling that like even when I'm talking to bosses and stuff I'm like Yes, it got me fired from my last job, but it was 100% worth it. <laughs> Period. And it's, and it's going to, and my dad told me, and it's going to continue to get you fired. As long as you stand up for what you want. Did you die? No, you didn't. You just keep going. You do what you want. Exactly. That's life. Being fu- fired ain't that bad. No, it's really not that bad. It's, it's really okay. Um, also, um, veganism isn't about me. And I think it took me 10 years to understand it. I really think it took me 10 years to understand that. <laughs> Sorry, it's a bridge to the prayer hand. But <laughs> in 2010, when I stopped eating chicken and stuff like that, I didn't do it because of the animals. I didn't do it because of the environment. I did it because I was a fucking afraid of the antibiotics that people was putting in the chicken and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's been it. I started looking at the health benefits. But it was something really, 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 like, just inspiring when, like, you were telling me about, like, the benefits of, like, the environment and, like, the farmers that are impacted. And eventually, for me, it started making sense about, like, the animals. And I'll never forget, I was listening to Super Soul Conversations, the Oprah podcast, and someone said that veganism is the cornerstone of a peaceful life. And I take so much pride in being a peaceful person and trying not to consume and seeing how this can radiate in every other way in my life. Like, how can I just take less from people how can I recycle more how can I not waste how can I give how can I give in the in 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 life for me if I had a religion I would say that's my religion Mm -hmm. how could I consume less and give more so I'm so happy that it took me 10 years to see that veganism is not about me and that I have a responsibility to take less and give more so that's I'm, I'm anxious to see how I build on it like what new philosophies come from that and I don't know like as I become like a mom it's gonna be amazing raising kids with that mindset I didn't grow up thinking about the cause or effect of anything that I do anything that I eat but I feel I feel like I'm prepared to pass good lessons and that's what helps people like that for me like stick to it because I'm like if I get off of this I have failed everybody exactly it's not about me it's about the environment so, no, I definitely um, feel that. But, no, this was has been a very long show. Um, thank you to everyone who gave topics. Thank you to everyone who's listened to us the little time we've been al- This podcast has been alive in yeah. this decade. Like, in this decade, y'all made part of our dreams come true. And we're so anxious to just get into 2020 and rev up. I felt like we kind of took a, a creative rest, much needed in 2019. But we are so excited to kind of get re in 2020 yes, and just go hard <laughs> excuse me get over the cold 
throat. That's like, we've been coughing this entire show. Um, for New Year's, I'm having a very chill party. Sabrina keeps making fun of me for saying chill, but I have the lying. flu. Like, I can't go crazy. But you are Iman with the flu. <laughs> I'm not going to go crazy. Like, I'm winded as fuck just from walking up and down the steps. Like, I can't twerk. I can't drink. I'm not doing any of that. Low-key, I don't trust her, but... I'm not going to wait. So y'all tune into our stories. If I, if we can, we'll like maybe get some Black Girl Brunch live stories going on too. But that's our New Year's. Let us know what you're doing on New Year's and be safe going into the New Year. We are so happy to have you guys as listeners. Like seriously, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Follow me on Instagram at Mama Tay and Sabria at It's Franken Femme on. Instagram at Frank underscore on Twitter. Oh, I guess I should tell you about Twitter too. Yes. So Black Girl Brunch on Twitter is BLK Girl Brunch and me on Twitter is It's Mate. So yeah, have a happy New Year's, guys. Bye. Peace.